What's up, everybody? Prior to you jumping into the podcast, one thing to remember, we don't do sponsors here, so I'm going to sponsor myself. If you guys get a chance, check out the description where the Amazon affiliate link is there currently just for United States citizens only. Unfortunately, I can't seem to get it set up for everywhere around the world. I'll still try. If you get a chance, go out and get something on Amazon. Feel free to click that link and do so there. It helps the channel out a little bit and doesn't cost you anything. And now we're going back to the podcast identifying different things. And I haven't got a lot of time to work on it because when I was creating this, I was in the middle of all these podcasts and all this stuff and only have recently stepped away from all this shit. But what is it? Imagine cyberpunk mixed with black magic, as black as you can imagine, and a world that's got a slightly different history than ours. That's what I wanted to go with. And I got these guys together, or not what I wanted to go with, I'm sorry, but I got these guys together and I was like, you guys make the game. And they just started riffing on stuff. They were like, we want to do cyberpunk, not fantasy. We want it to have horror, What? blah, blah, blah. And we were looking at cyberpunk and Shadowrun. They were coming up with ideas and we decided to frame it in this way where magic was just coming back. So in a way, Shadowrun had their change where you know new races were coming about. This is where magic did not exist cyberpunk style existed. We're talking about probably 2087. We haven't really decided on the exact year where cyberpunk is at a high level. VR is at a high level. AR, Blade Runner, all that kind of stuff you may see in a game and in this game, but they wanted magic. And so what we decided is what would happen if somebody or what it would be like, how cool would this be if virtual reality and AR became so intertwined with, with the world, with almost like Gaia, the spirit of the universe, even though that's technically the spirit of the world. What if they all got to, what if they've entwined so much that a person who was in a VR system died, was brought back to life and they brought a bit of it with them and something weird occurs and that's your magic. And so we came up with the flux and what this is, is it's a strand of this other place. No one knows exactly what it is because this magic is brand new. And I'll describe that in a second as well. But as people die and come back, wherever they die, whatever form they die may have an adjustment to the magic that they bring back or the ability. So somebody who drowns in water may come back. I won't be this simple, but may come back with the ability to breathe water or create water. You get my drift and all these things can happen. There's, there's some randomness there. And we were like, how do we do this? How do we make this? And I'm like, let's inject as much chaos as possible. One of the things I hate, you guys have heard me talk about this. I hate like every single thing, even like Lord of the Rings is always remember the good old days. Lord of the Rings is the best friend you invited who's brand new to the area and continues to tell you about his old cool friends. That's every fantasy slash cyberpunk futuristic thing ever. It's always about the fall. It's always about there, these were the good times, now this. So what I decided was more of a timeline where there was a couple bumps of technology, a steady rise, a couple ebbs, and we are at a point where magic is injected, the chaos of that within the last couple decades. What would that look like? How would that adjust AR? What if a person is cyberjacking into a bank vault and a, a fiery dragon made of Tron-like neon shows up and they're like, oh shit, I don't know what to do with, with this. How do those things clash off each other? Then I had to come up with a negative for the flux as we called it. And we know the flux is used elsewhere. I just like the term, I think it works. Four letter term, I find when you, when you come up with anything that is a, a big changer to your world, it's usually better to use short, more blunt words because that, pays off a little bit better. It, we Arcana Nirvana Technological could have been the name, but instead Flux, everybody knows it, right? And then using alliteration 
flux is one thing, use a F for another word, and pretty soon people can connect these. And this is important for newcomers to a game, whether it's a new world or a newcomers. They need things to latch onto. So we decided a little bit like George R. R. Martin's original wildcard series, where the wildcard virus showed up and it created really three kinds of superheroes. It either killed people or it created jokers, who were sort of your villains, deuces, which were your really low-level heroes, right? Or low level, they had something very small, like a person could suddenly understand Spanish and they couldn't before. And then you had your aces, your guys, your superheroes, right? So we decided to do something that way as well, where there was negatives. So you come back, maybe you can control water, but something else happens. And we, we started building this world around it. We're like, what would happen if superstars, and I started thinking about this, I was like, what would happen if you reverse Scientology away from, let's say, a Tom Cruise into what if icons live in this world? And these characters are characters who have died multiple times and have gained power, but as they have done so, they're a little bit weird, right? Almost like a movie star. The more power they get, a little bit weirder, right? And we were like, we're gonna call them icons. So I, again, I like these words. I like to jot down a word and say icon, flux. These things pay off in spades later because when I say icon, no one will think it means something else, right? in this game at least. They'll know exactly what that means. It'll be like a superstar, whether on purpose, which is even the dark part of this, where people can technically pay other people to kill them so they can return with power. But regardless, icons are people who have returned multiple times and their popularity is connected to it. Almost like an astronaut's popularity is connected to going into space, regardless of what the owner of Amazon says. So you have this situation we started putting these together. But one problem that always exists in a game world is how do you build characters in a game world where either the players or the world is new? So if the players aren't new, they still need to build characters into this. And if they're new and it's a new world, it's even harder. How do you do this? What we decided to do or what I decided to do was take the flux itself and create a background using those words. Again, you'll notice that a lot of the stuff I do is language and that works the same way in reviews. But we chose or I, again, I chose to use flux as the word for your background, taking each letter and making it mean something. So the first thing I decided was for backgrounds, F in flux means what is your very, very first memory? Not your first memory of blah, 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 but usually our first memory is something that's driving. That's usually how the natural way in which our nervous system works, where that first memory is something big, whether it be a family member, whether it be a special toy, whether it be some friend you met, it doesn't matter, right? So that's your first memory. L, which flux, again, F-L-U-X. L is your last memory that you had or the last thing that you did prior to the big change in your life, which I'll get to in a second. And so a lot of people take last memory to mean like, What's the very last memory you have? It could be like last night I ate noodles. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, that makes, that's cool. What if your first memory is yesterday? That explains your whole character right there. If your first memory is yesterday, then your last memory and the other steps we're gonna go through, they can be even cooler. Cause now you're like, holy shit, something's happened to this character, right? So you have your first memory, your last memory. Both of these will tie into things you did. They'll tie into your character building. But then you have, the word unable. Now we might change this, but the reason why I use unable in flux is most humans change due to being unable to do something. That's the driving change in their life. So they're unable to lift the power that they wanna lift, so they go and start lifting weights. They're unable to attract the person that they want, so they go and work out. They're unable to buy a thing that they want, so they buy it. And so what we decided to do, or I decided to do was take unable and just say, 
what's that driving hinge for you or for this character? What was something that they were unable to do that has now adjusted them into the next letter, which is your X factor, which by the way, it's really hard to find anything that goes with X xylophone, right? Yeah. So you have first memory, last memory, unable and X factor. I can say flux. They may not even remember the exact words, but they know how the step goes. Basically, very, very long ago, not too long ago, the big change in their life and what's special about them. When you get these and you can tie in, people people have asked, they're like, if you have an X factor, then does the last memory or unable, do they have to tie into the X factor? Absolutely not. Your X factor could be that after all this, the X factor is that for whatever reason, your entire family is dead and you don't know why. It has nothing to do with your first memory, has nothing to do with your last memory. Maybe it does, maybe it's a toy. And then as you role play for years, you find out that that toy was the last thing you saw as it dropped out of your parents' hand as they died, right? You don't know. Or maybe the killer gave you that toy because he felt bad for doing so. Again, you don't know. But what you have is something that works with alliteration and also works with just lettering that buys people in, that makes it easier for them. And it also, of course, helps us. Flux is the name of the game as well. And in many D&D games and many video games, you'll see them use all kinds of acronyms. You'll see them use all kinds. STAT has been used. Um, I can't even remember. There's been so many. What I like to use is a couple acronyms for some of the other stuff. I usually leave the attributes to be whatever they are. Ours are like strength and perception, that kind of stuff. I usually don't try to make those fit in anything because once you get into the seven to eight to nine ratio, you start getting really weird, especially because in, in English, a lot of letters, a lot of spelling is like EA for strength, for example. And if you have those also as your strength attribute letters, it can be like A is ability, but it's actually like the fifth letter in, in strength. Like it, it just gets a little weird. So I usually don't do that. I usually leave the attributes stationary by themselves. Don't worry too much about alliteration or trying to come up with an acronym. But Flux works for a background for us. So I put that into play. Now, if you guys have followed me, some of the other characters that we've made, some of the other uh, ideas that I've used for making characters, especially idioms, which I think are incredibly uh, important. But what I want to do is describe to you a little bit about this world and some of the things that I've come up with and the ways I've done it. Now, a huge amount of what I do is based on a pyramid kind of system. There's multiple people who will tell you that this is used everywhere from novelists to role-playing creators, video game creators, what have you. You even see it, by the way, in HUDs. If you're playing a spaceship game many times, what is it that allows you to switch between your shields, your engines, and your guns? But a triangle or a pyramid, all right? So there's a reason why this is done. It's off-center as well when it comes to uh, shooting games, for instance. You see a lot of people saying, man, I wish there were more four-player co-op shooting games. The reason why three-player co-op shooting games are actually so popular is because technically you can't go east, north, south, and west, for example, if you want to defend a room. There's always something that is off-kilter. What happens in role playing, though, is I use and describe things, almost everything on the pyramid system or, or pyramid or triangle system. And I want to explain that to you. What I mean by that is when you go into a place, when you do a thing, when you explain anything to somebody, when you're creating something in the world, if you have three points minimum, you will usually be able to come up with something interesting. So let me describe to you the cybernetics in our world very simply. I like terms for things, so I came up with wetware, hardwired, and drywired. Now, a lot of people don't have this in their role-playing games. They have a mixed, and I was like, I don't really want this because I like the social factor. So let me describe this. So you create your triangle, you write 
hardwired, maybe at the top, wet wire somewhere and dry wired. And I'm like, here's what I want to do. I want to create it almost like a rock, paper, scissors in a way, but not in power, but in how they do things and how they feel about each other. So I came up with the fact that what if dry wired, which is your offset, the one you don't hear a lot. What if dry wired is your characters who just use chemicals, stims, temporary changes, nicotine patches of the future, right? What if you take dry wired? It doesn't mean somebody can't have both, but what if you take dry wired to mean that where there isn't anything internally and there isn't anything chiseled onto them, but it's a chemical stimulant kind of person. We see this with PCP, the stories of people punching through windows. So what if a dry wired character is a character that doesn't like having cybernetics on them, doesn't like things inside them or stuff done to their DNA, but they have no issues with chemicals that allow for them to accelerate their learning like modafinil or I think it's called modafinil, which is a, a, a brain drug or what have you. So that's your dry wired. That's one corner of this triangle. And then I was like, wetware. Now, wetware and hardwired, the reason why I wanted these is because, and I'll explain this in a second, I wanted slang for each one of them, but I decided wetware are your hormones, genetic alterations, your animal data mixers and DNA mixers between mankind and animal. What about extra body organs or animal replacements? Because that's different than hardwired and drywired. What if wetware is two hearts, right? What if you have a secondary heart that's in there and when you get hurt or when your adrenaline goes to a certain point, you have a chemical change in your body that pops, right? And that second heart kicks in. What would that do? How do you do that kind of thing? And I was like, wetware, that sounds cool. It sounds nasty. It sounds dirty. And again, I'm looking for a dark, super gritty. So now I've got wetware and dry wired. And I'm already thinking, what would happen if a wetware character fought a dry wired character? Or what if they had a mix? But we'll get to that. The next is hardwired. These are the things you expect, technical and cyborg, mechanical pistons, additional forces applied to human bodies, adjustments to their abilities, replacement limbs, damaged body parts. So here we go. You've got your triangle, wetware, hardwire, and dry wire. And I was like, this works great because it allows for this tit for tat where magic, by the way, you'll notice I didn't mention, isn't even in here. That's because this is more thought out in the actual world, if magic is just coming, it won't have these almost indoctrinated family-like traditions and names like wetware and hardwired and drywired, because it's brand new. It's brand new. People didn't know what the internet was, but they knew a lot about books, right? And it takes a while. So that's in a way, the big change that's happened is magic. Magic is your internet of the future times about a billion. But I was like, wetware, hardwired. And then I I never have anything in the game that I'm going to have a term for where the game world doesn't know. If the game world doesn't know, it doesn't make sense. This is something you'll hear good developers talk about with video games. They'll be like, why call it something to the player without it being reflected in the fiction? So dry wire, I was like, I want some slang. So for the wet wires, let's have them call wet wired characters mutts. Among is another word, I believe. So their idea of wet weared characters is mixing of like shark DNA into getting nictating eyes, shine up their eyes like a dog, that kind of stuff. Their idea is that they're mutts, right? A dry wired character, if they're super dry wired, if they're, that's their belief system, they'd be like, dude, that guy's just a mutt. So you ask him about a guy and he's, oh, you mean the mutt down there who owns the bar, right? Hardwired. I was like, what do you come up with?